The CARE podcast is a way to engage the community when we cannot physically be with you. We believe that it is important to provide many different ways of engagement for our community. And a podcast is just another extension for you to join us in our efforts to continue conversations around social determinants. We believe that this conversation can be had in many ways and should be available to you always. In our podcast, we will largely be tackling all facets of social determinants, such as racism, sexism, classism, homophobia, and many more, and the forms they take in our society. We hope that we are able to be a vehicle of knowledge and increase communal responsibility for the communities that we serve. Cool. So if everyone could just introduce themselves, that would be great. Um, My name is Alyssa. I go to Bunker Hill Community College. I'm a history major, and I'm fighting for my life. (laughs) I'm Manuela. I go to Boston University. And I'm a junior studying special education. Amazing. Um, So I just wanted to know, um, since you already stated what kind of schools you're going to, um, whether or not you were on campus or online, or is it a hybrid? Like, what's the schooling situation looking like for you? I was on campus last semester, and it was hybrid. Boston University is doing this thing called LFA Learn From Anywhere. And so you can change your your status. And if you want, you can go in person. But there's like limits in the classrooms. And then they're also testing all their students at least twice a week. So you have to show your badge if you're going to go into class. But I only went into one class last semester. My It was a lab and I had to be there in person. But this semester, I'm going to be fully remote. And um, for me, it was like... I they I think they offered at least one opportunity to be in person, but I didn't have any of those because none of my classes required me to be in person. I was mainly taking online classes where the teacher like wasn't even talking to us. They would just assign stuff and then go. And then the one class I had on Zoom um was just it was supposed to be twice a week and he just changed it to once a week and then that was just on Mondays like an hour and 45 minutes of zoom and then that was it and I know you both mentioned uh what kind of degrees you're aiming for but can you say your intention behind getting those degrees well I want to be uh I either want to work for a museum like in the archives or um, become a history teacher for high school. I haven't fully decided yet. I assume mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go the history teacher route just because that's where like I work with kids now and everything. But if I get like a nice job at like a museum, I'm definitely going to take it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, for me, I plan to teach after college. And I actually just decided that I wanted to do to work with students in the transition age so it's 18 through 21 year olds when they're done with high school and are transitioning into adulthood from the special education world amazing um so when you're when you are both going to school walk us through a typical week during a semester for you like what does it look like when you're getting on the computer and 
kind of trying to balance the rest of your life. Alyssa, go. Okay. <laughs> um, I, so this last semester, I was working as well as going to school. Mm-hmm. Again, because my one class was only on Monday and I can only take three classes because I was paying out of pocket for them. Um, I was like, I would have my one class in the afternoon on Monday. So all my job had to adjust for me, which was really nice of them. So in the beginning, it was like, I would go in the morning to work for two hours and then come home and then be on zoom on that Monday and then go back at three 30 for another two hours and then the rest of the week was just mostly spent with me trying to look at what the teachers were assigning me and trying to get it all done which would usually just end up in me procrastinating to do all my work on Sunday anyways so um and then my schedule at work kept changing but it never went past like noon so even though I would work the entire morning, I would still make it in time for a class on Monday. And then by the end of it, I was just kind of like, I'm like, I, I just had everything done early in December. So that way I wouldn't have to worry about it for the rest of the month. So for me, I had all my classes were lectures. So I had to like be there. We all had to be there at the same time and like listen to the professor live. And I had classes five days a week, and then I was also working. I ended up working three jobs because I needed a work study, and I found a job through the BU website, and then they didn't count it as a, it was as a PCA, and they didn't count it as my work study because it was private, and so I was working my work study, my weekend job, and then the job I accidentally, like, thought I could use, and it was, it was a lot, and I felt like they weren't really being flexible, like, despite everything having changed, like, they had the same expectations for everyone, and there was, like, no room to to really do anything, but on Mondays, I only had one day off, and it was on Tuesdays, and it was because Tuesdays I had four classes online, and that was a lot, like, just being in front of a computer all day, and then, like, having to switch from one subject to another, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you kind of already uh, touched on it a little bit but besides the obvious of like housing and moving to an online format can you all describe to us how the pandemic has affected your ability to just engage in schoolwork I think well, I don't I, oh sorry go ahead <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't like in the past I haven't really talked to my classmates anyways but now I really didn't like I don't know any of them which was wild like I found out that one of my classmates was in another class of mine and he was the one that like reached out to me and he was like oh hey we're in a different class we're in um the history 151 together and I was just like I don't remember you at all I don't I didn't even know you existed in that class like and I didn't know any of the other kids names I didn't know anybody's like anything about anybody and then which is normal like I've taken online classes before so I know that like you're often not in contact with those kids if you're on an online class but 
like the one zoom class i really didn't know anybody and that just felt like odd to not be able to engage with them like that i know i feel like it's so weird how like by the middle of the semester like previous semesters i feel like i felt really acquainted and like knew who i could ask like a homework question to or whatever or like just the professor like felt more comfortable but this past semester it was like I was new every time and they try to like do the Alyssa I don't know if Bunker Hill did this but B loves the breakout rooms oh and my it's God. just so awkward because <laughs> we don't really know each other and the professor will be like all right I'm gonna put you in breakout rooms just talk about this and then nobody wants to be the first person to talk or like it's just awkward after we're done like saying one thing each and it just feels very like performative almost like it's not really engaged it's just so you're participating because you have to yeah I like y'all know me I'll talk to anybody for anything about anything for a very extended <laughs> period of time yeah. I just I just I did not want to do that with these people <laughs> like and it I you can tell that they didn't want to do it either because they were just kind of like um here's my answer in the chat I'm not even gonna say it out loud and then they'd move on and I was just kind of like, this is not, this is not going to get anything done. <laughs> and then the teacher, the professor would pop in and he'd be like, yeah. how's it going? And everyone's just like, great. <laughs> and then he'd be like, okay. And then he'd leave. And then we'd go back to not talking to each other. Yeah, it was chaotic. Also, one of the things like when nobody understood anything and we were just all confused, Zoom has the option to like call in the professor for help. But there's so many people like that they have to go to that by the time they end up coming to us it's like nobody really like we didn't have time to discuss what we had to discuss yeah and I just feel like the professors were always like they they were always more concerned with just like getting well my professor was always more concerned with getting the topic out and then moving on to like and he'd be like okay so this is what you have to do go do it and he wouldn't take the time to, like, explain it to us. Ugh. And if we had questions, we would have to email him after. And I'm just like, isn't the point of the class for me to ask questions now? <laughs> so I don't have to email you na- later. But I guess he was just, like, he wasn't prepared to answer questions on Zoom or whatever. Was he on Zoom, too? Or was he in person? Like He was on Zoom. And he was at, like, a big professional setup with, like, the headphones and, like, the two monitors and everything. And I'm like, then what's the point of the, what's the point of this setup if you don't care? (laughs) I think, I think, too, like, a lot of professors were figuring it out themselves. So, like, I found that because all, all my classes were on Zoom, my, like, younger professors or, like, professors who had more than one person, like, helping them had a better handle of the classroom but then like I had an older professor and he was actually at one of the lecture halls at BU and he was like at the way end and like he set up his camera all the way in the back and like you could just see like a tiny man like on stage almost like (laughs) teaching and in the middle of the semester we were like oh like it's not really working out so he got a camera like in the back and then one closer to him so it was like one in his face and then one from the back so we could see him in two different ways and it was just like that class was a mess because he didn't know what he was doing and it was a lot 
I'm almost scared of the upcoming semester just because, like I said, because it was only one day a week for last one, for the last semester. And it was just one professor who seemed to know what he was doing, at least as far as um, setting up everything and putting everything on Zoom. Now I have to do two, a math class and a science class on Zoom. Mm. And I just like, those are not my strong subjects at all. So, and I'm I'm kind of nervous for how it's going to go because I already, I'm anticipating that it's not going to go as well as it would in person. So I, like, I have no idea what I'm going to do if I can't get through it. Do you think that either of you have been receiving, like, adequate support to continue school? I would say no. And I, one of my professors this semester happened to be my advisor. And her class was also the class I was doing worse in. And I could tell that she knew I was struggling. And, like, she, like, I reached out to her a few times. And then when we had a meeting, I told her how I didn't feel supported at BU. And then she tried to, like, tell me that we were supported. And, like, in the case, like, say if I ended up getting COVID, like, that BU would get an I for incomplete on my transcript and then give me time to, like, finish my work. But I feel like it's more about just being... I don't know, more flexible during class and, like, with deadlines and stuff as compared to, like, other semesters where – because this semester I didn't really have, like, the resources. Even being on campus, like, the library, I had to reserve a spot, like, two days in advance. So it wasn't the same, but it was, like, they wanted us to do the same work and nobody really, like – I don't know. I feel like they weren't supported at all. Yeah, I feel like – like halfway through the semester, not even halfway, like by mid-October, my two online class teachers just kind of disappeared. And they weren't grading anything. And they weren't like, one of them really just like, she her things would open up automatically for the week because we use Moodle. And every week, the next assignment would open up. And they would still have, and like, I think she and the other teacher were using deadlines from like the previous semester or the previous year. So it still had like deadlines from the year before. Mm. So it would say like, you're 194 days late on this assignment. And I'm just like, that's not humanly possible, <laughs> but all right. And then, but like, I would, I would be submitting everything on time because I knew everything was supposed to was due at midnight on Sunday. So I'd submit everything and go as, and as it goes, just submit for the online class. And then, she just never graded anything after like October 8th and then by November like the end of November one of the other kids in the class one of the other people in the class emailed me and was like have you gotten anything graded back and I go no have you and they're just like no so we both emailed the head of the department and and it was like a, a switch instantly the minute we emailed the head of the department we started getting stuff graded back. So we were just like, we couldn't reach out. If we had a question, the teacher just wasn't available. Like it was just non-existent with her until literally the end of the semester. And then I emailed her about problems that I had with the grading. And she was just like, I don't know what you want me to do. Oh my God. I was just like, okay, just grade my shit. 
send it back. Give me my A. And then she did. I had a professor who purposefully told us that she wasn't going to use Zoom at all. And she also was not going to grade anything until December 22nd. And I was like, So why are you teaching? Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, so this is like purposeful induced anxiety. Uh, like, like, at, you know, at like, least like she like, you know. I mean, yeah, but I think like to absolutely refuse yeah. to adapt yeah. to a situation. Just kind of give up. That, right that we all have to adapt to um and then tell us that you're not going to tell anything about our like class status until the semester ends <laughs> is is so so like anxiety inducing um, i feel like at least one one of my classes is like bunker hill because they they offer such like flexible times for people at least when when we were in person flexible times for people who have like full-time jobs or they have like kids or something like that they offer like self-directed learning classes which in the like it they basically tell you up front this is all about you you gotta get this done this is not about us we have like they have like a like a tutor or a person that you check in with once a week and each each professor has their own different thing to check in so at least with that class that I was taking it was a literature class the professor let us know from the beginning like you already know what this is about you I'm probably not going to be here at all so you check in once a week doing your whatever you turn in your assignments and at the end of the semester I'll grade it but the problem was she wasn't great like she said she would grade it like immediately and then she didn't grade anything until the end of the semester so I didn't know what my grade was until the semester ended but even then I was just kind of like I knew what I was signing up for with that class at least but my online class I had no clue I feel like that I always find myself in that situation where I don't know how I'm doing in a class like I feel like when you're doing terribly then I think you get like a warning but other than that I feel like professors just even before the pandemic weren't really good at grading stuff just hanging you out to dry (laughs) My uh, college has the system of, like, red flagging you if you are failing in a class. And the system, like, broke down <laughs> this, this semester. <laughs> like, it just didn't work. Like, I was I was pretty sure I was failing at least two classes by mid-semester. And they didn't even notify me. Wow. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is, this is cool. Um, and I, I just think... No, no one was prepared, obviously, for us to go into these formats. And I think for a long time, we, for the whole semester, I think most professors were just like, we're going to do the same things that <laughs> we've been doing for like the last five years while we were in class in person. And that's going to work. And it just, it just clearly is not working yeah. for folks. Did you... Did you guys have the option for, like, pass, fail last semester or, like, credit, no credit? Yeah. How about this semester? No. no. Yeah, same. I don't know, like, how, how much better okay, or worse that is because I felt like mm-hmm. last semester I ended up making, like, most of my classes, like, pass. 
but I like I wasn't interested at all like knowing that I could get it to be a pass kind of made me more disinterested so I know a lot of people like wanted that option again but I'm kind of like personally good without it because I feel like I'm already like not engaged and I feel like I'm just way less engaged when I know that I can just get whatever grade and then put it into a pass yeah my professor because I had this problem last semester where I accidentally took a class again because they changed the name of it. And I don't have an advisor, so I choose all my classes on my own because Bunker Hill is a mess. And so I was taking a film class for the second time. And I was like, but I didn't realize that until this semester. So at the time, I was like, yeah, this is fine. And I'm taking the class and... We are, the week after, like, it was May. So, like, it was the first week in May. And then the second week in May, our final was due. And everything's online. And I'm half asleep in my classes because it's all online. And she is, and all she does is show movies. So, I was just like, okay, so I'm just going to take a nap. And then she decides she's going to tell us (laughs) about the past fail. And I happen to be awake. And so, she was like... If you don't want to do your final, you can just take the pass-fail option, which I think was really smart on her part to do, to tell us, like, if you don't want to, if you just want to take the pass now and not do the thing, the final next week, you can, but if you want to do the final and just get your grade, and I think she did that because she knew, like, most of us were passing anyways, so if we just did the final, we'd be fine. But I feel like if she had done that earlier in the semester while we were still on Zoom, on like, because on Zoom and everything like that, she would, it would have definitely been like, everybody would have taken the pass and everybody would have left. I agree. Yeah, that was smart on her part. (laughs) So what will it look like for you to receive adequate support? I think more flexibility with deadlines and... I don't I feel like the syllabus like it's just it seems like it, it it serves no purpose anymore because and I know they have the ability to like change when they're receiving our papers because I know for one of my classes a lot of us were late and I think she got a lot of emails asking for extensions and then she made like the there was like four assignments left and she just like made it like rolling like oh you can submit it whenever you're done before this date and then I did, like, better work because I feel like with the deadline, like, I'm already disengaged. So when I'm doing my work, I just want to complete it. And, like, I look at the rubric, make sure that I do everything that it says so I can get full points. But I'm not really, like, interacting with what I'm learning and, like, using it. And I feel like if they knew, because I'm pretty sure that I think they were getting, like, emails from everyone talking about how just life is happening and we need a, a break. So I feel like just being more more flexible with when assignments are due I think would help a lot yeah I I agree I think that a little bit more flexibility is always good um I think Bunker Hill's never really they've offered me support but I've never really taken it because it's always been like the same kind of thing just hey we'll help you pick out your classes and then if you need help transferring that's basically like their the end of their support just like pick out your classes transfer pick out your classes transfer so they've never 
I don't know, like, I don't know if other people have had different experiences because I feel like maybe people like Sierra who were, was able to go there and just get out <laughs> was different than just me who's been there for like four years. Um, but I feel like if one thing that my professor who was on Zoom, one thing he did really well was his office hours were really well maintained. So like, even though in class he was clearly just trying to get out and like end it and get out, his office hours were always like open for like four hours and you could come in and just ask him like all the questions you wanted. And at the end of the semester, he helped me out because I'm like, he's a history professor in the history department and I'm a history student. So like he was helping me out because he was like, oh, your specific major, a history and government concentration is like they're taking it off of the Bunker Hill curriculum. So you might want to change it now if you're going to be here for longer than a year. And he like helped me out through that, helped me pick out my classes, helped me plan everything, which was something that like my advisor was supposed to do. My My advisor never let me know. So... I was just kind of like, okay, thank you so much for helping me out. But other than that, like, nobody, like, nobody reaches out to people. They just kind of go like, hey, fill out our survey. Tell us how you like the school. I'm like, if you really wanted us to do that, y'all would not get any good reviews. Because I have never heard a single person go, yeah, Bunker Hill's great. It's wonderful here. Mm -hmm. I love it. My mom is one of those people. She went to Bunker and she's like, yeah, I love Bunker <laughs> that might be the first time I've ever heard that. Do you find it harder to advocate for yourself in this online format? Um, because I know that for me, for someone who has ADHD and then has to look at a screen all day while also having all these available distractions, I think it's very hard <laughs> for me. And and I can't even imagine what it would be like for other people who have other external um, or internal um, challenges um, so yeah I'm just wondering what what is the capacity for you to be able to advocate for yourself and has that changed since we've been on an online I think, format I feel like I'm braver for me it's the opposite <laughs> I feel like I've never really been like good or whatever at asking for help <laughs> but this semester I was like I don't think I can do this like and I ended up reaching out to one of my professors and she was really understanding and that was the first time I had ever been like completely honest with the because I'm never the type to like ask for an extension or anything because I feel so bad like for taking care of myself which I know is terrible but I'm like I can do it but I asked for help this semester and I felt like getting a, a good response from my professor made me I don't know, it just encouraged me to, like, do it with my other classes, and then I definitely needed that. I feel like I, I like, in the past, if I have a problem, I'll definitely ask, just because, um, I'm, like, my, my mom has drilled it into me, like, Alyssa, you're, you're the one that's paying for this. Like, FAFSA isn't giving you money, this isn't, like, the school giving you anything, it's us it like it was my parents paying for it at first and now it's me so they're just like you're paying for this 
get your money's worth. And I feel like if I don't ask for, if I don't ask for help, I'm wasting my own money. And I hate that. So I'm like, I have to ask for help. I feel like this semester, I really was like, because I didn't have to face anybody in person. Mm -hmm. So I just got really tough in those emails. (laughs) And so like, like with that one professor who was just kind of like, oh, like I was pointing out, like, you put up this assignment twice and the Moodle automatically grades that assignment as a zero because I didn't submit the thing twice. And she was like, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, that doesn't sound correct. That's not what I put in there. So I was just, I like screenshotted everything. And I was just like, lady, I like, I'm not blind. I can see this and it's right here. And this is like the proof and the evidence. She never responded, but she ended up fixing it. And so I was just like, this, like, if I don't ask for help, I'm gonna just fail. So I'd rather ask for help and like look stupid and rather than just not ask for help and then fail and look even dumber so I think it's just and it's also I think because I have less classes I have less stress about asking for help because I don't feel like because it's like only two or three classes a semester so I'm just kind of like I have plenty of time to ask for help which I think is a benefit for me that like when I go to a different school it's going to be a lot harder for me because it's going to be, like, more classes. So I'm just not going to feel as comfortable or as less stressed out to ask for help than with two or three classes on my plate. How many classes did you say you're taking? So I took three, three last semester, mm-hmm. and then I'm taking another three this semester. And then the the plan is to take two in the summer, and then the three I take next fall will be, the, like, the end of it. Uh, bunker out. Nice. So you're almost done. Hopefully. I've been overloading. So I've been taking five classes every semester. But I feel like that's how I did it since freshman year. Like, I didn't know that it was an option to not. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at least like you and other friends I have who, who go to like act like a school that's not a community college, you guys have like from the beginning had it four or five yeah. classes. Whereas, like, me and a lot of other kids that went to Bunker Hill, we've kind of, like, adjusted to taking, like, three or four. Unless you're, like, certain people that went to Bunker Hill and took five classes a semester and then finished in, like, a year and a half. So, you know, some people are on different... I think everybody's used to different paces. Yeah. Just because... And it, it has a lot to do with where you went right after high school. I agree. Have you, have either of you uh, been seeing differences in how you're handling classes as opposed to other folks around you? Um, I don't, I feel like I'm, I mean, like when I compare myself to other students, I feel like it's terrible because I feel like everyone has their shit together Mm -hmm. and then I'm like barely like trying, like I'm trying, I felt like I tried so hard this semester and then I was just so unorganized all the time. And looking to see how other people were doing things because, like, they're doing it their own way. And so I can't, like, really adjust to that. But I just Mm -hmm. felt like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. seeing how other people are handling it, it all seems like everyone at the end of the day is struggling. And that's kind of comforting. I feel like it's, like, really rough if you're, like, if you're a person who, like, is really Mm -hmm. a social person, this is, like, the worst time ever. 
Whereas if you're like me, where you can be social if you need to be, but you would much rather be alone, this is great. But then that can head like a slippery slope because then you can just get too used to being alone and then you just kind of never bother to go out and that just kind of lands you into the... I'm definitely one of those people like I enjoy it so much and like just having my own space I feel like I I don't really need to see other people in person and like I'd rather not the other thing that I was gonna say was just looking at other people like comparing myself to other students at BU is really hard because I've always gone to school full-time and worked ever since freshman year and a lot of like um a lot of my classmates, they have more privilege and they do not work. Like, so all they do is go to school. And so I feel like I can't really ever put myself in that situation because I've never had the the opportunity to only be a student. Like, I've always been worried about school and work. So I feel like being, I don't know, just like feeling like I can't really like focus. Like to hear other people complain when they all they have to do is school, I'm like, I don't know how easy it should be like it should be easier especially with like you working three jobs I know I'm not I'm not doing that this semester it was it was too much like I think that would be too much even if you were in person like now that it's like the added pressure of online you're really stronger much stronger for that than a lot of people probably give you credit for I feel like I didn't give myself enough credit it was actually so I did really bad in one class and she gave us a, she sent out like the final grade as a percentage and it was like a 69 point something. And it, on the BU website, that's a D minus, a D plus. And I was like, shit. And like for all my classes in my program now, like after sophomore year, you have to get the lowest you can get is a C plus. And so I thought I was going to have to retake this class because I got a D plus, but it ended up being a C minus And I like, email them asking to like you know because it's a pandemic make an exception and then they they did it I think well I haven't heard back from them saying no so I think that it's good but I was like I'm not gonna check my other grades because I feel like I did so terrible because looking back on the semester I can't even like really tell what I learned and what I didn't because I was just trying to like get all my work in but I got all a minuses so I was so proud of myself when I thought I really thought I got like all f's that's amazing yeah, that's amazing. Um, I know both of you have mentioned work uh, multiple times, and um, I'm just wondering, like, has the pandemic forced you to prioritize work or even other aspects of your life over classes sometimes? I feel like by default, I've had to prioritize work just because I go in person for work. And um, even though I'm not, like, like I only interact with like one because my 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 job is like very particular they're not allowing like if you work with one class you're not allowed in person to work with another class so you can work with another set of students over zoom but you can't like meet them in person just because they're trying to like not cross contaminate um but because of that I've had I felt I feel like I've prioritized working with those the students over working online for classes because like I know every day getting up for class what I have to do 
like I they there's a there's a even if it's a flimsy structure it's a structure so I know like every Sunday I'm gonna have to sit down or last semester I knew every Sunday I was gonna have to sit down and do my work and type up a paper or whatever um but for the kids you never know what's like what's gonna happen so I figured I I think I what I did was I focused so much on being with those kids that like the work came second but all the work was just I mean the schoolwork came second but all the schoolwork was just me writing which isn't a problem for me so I would just get that done as quickly as possible and then go back to focusing on what I was going to do with the kids the next day I feel like for me I was I just felt like disengaged from work like I didn't really care about what I was learning but I am passionate about special education so I kind of felt bad like I felt like you know I'm going to be an educator like I want to be really paying attention to what I'm learning and so I had to like kind of force myself to be more engaged but I don't know I was coming back and forth like I was on campus but I was coming back home a lot and I just felt like when I was here I just wanted to like focus on my family and like I've been taking care of my grandfather a lot, so I felt like that was more important than school when I was here. But I don't know, like, I just felt like between family and, like, work was taking up a lot of my time, and then I had school, and then I also felt like I needed to make time for my family, and so I wanted to do that, not just focus on work, because it's a pandemic. Like, I feel like you need to support your family, like, your family needs to support you kind of thing. I feel like... I I agree. I think, like, my relationship with my family has gotten, like, exponentially better. But but it was already good. I feel like it was good in the beginning. But now it's, like, I I can't imagine what life is going to be like after this, where I'm not seeing them every day or I'm not talking to them every day. Because I feel like me and my mom have gotten closer. My cousin, who lives with us, like, she's lived with us for five years, but this is, like, the closest we've ever all been. And me and my siblings are like, we we can't stop annoying the shit out of each other. But I feel like we also are so much closer now. And now I'm like close with all their friends too. Because my sister will like be on FaceTime with her best friend. Like, you know how like 12 year olds are. They're on like FaceTime for like four hours. And so she'll be like on FaceTime with her best friend. And then we all became close to her friend too. So at this point, we've all just gotten really close to each other, which is great because it's such a benefit. Like, even though my dad works and my mom works from home, so all of us are, like, constantly just up each other's asses and we can't stop. Like, there's nowhere to go. So we're all just kind of, like, always around each other. So we've all gotten really close. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like that's why, like, when I think about school, especially, like, classes that I really just need to take and don't really care about, I'm, like, it's not really that important. Whereas, like, in the pandemic, like, I feel like quarantining and stuff, I've gotten so close to my family and, like, it's definitely changed, like, the way we live and it's just harder to, like, do work from here. So I'm wondering um, how you both have been dealing with like the stress and the indirect or or direct trauma that the pandemic has caused. I know you mentioned that like the familial bonds have gotten close, like a lot closer and stronger 
Um, but are there certain things that you do for yourself that kind of mediate the direct impacts of the stress? I've played a lot of video games. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, mostly <laughs> murder video games. So I've just kind of been sitting in my room, and, like, my mom will come in, and I'm, like, killing a guy. And I'm like, right. what's up? And she's just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I, I gotta do this. I've also found myself, like, like, in the beginning, I was watching a lot more TV than I've ever watched in my entire life. So now I'm just How is that possible? That. I feel like you've watched more TV than anyone I know. Right? You'd be surprised. Um, but I, like, I in the beginning of quarantine, because obviously, like, I didn't have to go to work. And because I was only a receptionist at the time. So they were just like, we'll pay you, but, like, only for a limited time, and then you're done. And so I was home, and so I was watching all the TV I could, and then I was, and then by the time summer hit, I had watched everything. So I was just like, I gotta find something else to do. So I started reading again. We love that. Which is, yeah, because I was like, in the beginning of the quarantine, you couldn't ask me to pick up a book. It took me like four or five months to finish a book. So now I'm like reading again, and I'm it's just I feel like if I wasn't doing something different other than just like reading or like I'm writing some more stuff like that I feel like I would go a little insane because I would just be watching tv and that's not and like in the past that's definitely been something that can like lead me down a dark rabbit hole so I have to start like I I had to start finding other stuff to do I started like walking on tread on my treadmill while watching TV at the very least. So it's just like little things that I've picked up around the house that I can do while I'm inside rather than, you know, just watch TV. That has kind of like been my saving grace. I think I've made more time to just work on personal art projects that I had been putting off because I never really had the time. But that wasn't similar to you, like, not picking up a book for months. I didn't do anything for, like, five months. I felt like I really let go of myself because I just, I can stay in my bed for days. Like, my bed really holds me hostage. I get so comfortable and, like, so now I'm being more intentional and, like, doing stuff to take care of myself because I was really just sleeping for most of it. Yeah, I think similar to you, I've found myself picking up art projects. Not because, I mean, we do have more time, but also I think the pressure of feeling like you have to be productive during this time is really, like, (laughs) is so strong that I'm just, like, I have to do something with my hands. Um, And so I'll be, like, knitting or, like, reading or something, like, anything that I can find. I feel like Um, those people who worked out during this pandemic... I'm just like, how do, like, <laughs> and like they've maintained it. And just, like, how are you not tired? Like, I just started working. Same. Out, I just hopped on. And the I feel bad. Like, I I feel bad for all those people that started working <laughs> out in the beginning, and are still working out because they have to keep up the body <laughs> that they got during the pandemic. And I'm just like, you just stop. Just like, I feel bad because they, I guess they, like a lot of people did it so that by the time 2021 hit 
they could go back outside and they were hot. But now they have to keep working out because we can't go outside yet. So I just feel bad. I'm just like, us people that started late, we were the smart ones. That made me feel better about being lazy for the first, <laughs> like, year. Yeah. I think it's actually really important that we, like, are not punishing ourselves for living in our bodies during such a traumatic time. Um, and I think recently people have been kind of like acknowledging that but I think it's really really important that we acknowledge it even if even after we somehow um land back into uh in-person world uh <laughs> and yeah I, yeah, just, I, think I just think that there's that's definitely more people like I think mental and like self-care everyone's like talking about it more and I love it even though it can be, like I don't know I don't like that it, it became a buzz word but I definitely do think that it's important that mm-hmm. people are, like, mm-hmm. acknowledging these things more. And I feel like myself, like, I'm always so hard on myself. But lately, I've been giving myself the same support I give other people. Because when people, like, tell me stuff, I'm like, oh, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, it's okay. You can bounce back. And I'm trying to, like, do the same with me. And I feel like that's how I've been able to, like, keep my sanity and, like, take take care of myself. Yeah, I feel like I've started calling everything self-care just, like, sort of as a joke but also because I'm just like I can't handle feeling guilty for doing things that I like anymore so like I'll jokingly be like oh I bought a bottle of a Starbucks bottle for $22.95 and I'm just like like that's way too expensive and I should have never bought it but I I love it self-care and I'm just like and I'm like everyone around me is just kind of like oh so that's not self-care I'm like no no it is mind your business this is me taking care of me <laughs> and so but like it, it it also like it let it makes me happier to like that I don't care as much I feel like if there's one thing that I've learned from all this is just that like I don't I don't give a fuck what other people are thinking of like certain things that I do anymore just because it's it's not about them it's about me like this is like if I want to wear something or if I want to buy something if I want to like take part in like an activity or something like that I shouldn't care what other people think which is I think what holds me back so much so like when it comes to doing certain things I'm just kind of like I don't care it's about me so let's like let me get this out of the way let me do this because it makes me happy and if someone else doesn't like it then it it really doesn't matter that's not my problem do you think that's an attitude you have since the pandemic or like I think it's definitely something that was Mm -hmm. brought on by the pandemic just because like there isn't anybody around to watch me do anything anymore so like I don't have to worry about the public's eye view and I feel like I've gotten more confident in Mm -hmm. like the things that I do which has always been my problem where I'll try and do things for other people and because other people are doing it or because other people think it's cool or they think they like other people like it which I definitely think, like, it's always been my problem, just, like, doing stuff, not because I want to, but because other people like it. And then I think just, like, way too much time of self-reflection in the house. I was just kind of, like, why am I doing that? Why am I limiting myself to what other people want? Like, this isn't about them. This is about me and, like, my life. And so I've taken the time to kind of just, like, not care what other people think. 
which started with like people in my house like if they didn't like oh oh I don't like that food that you're eating or I don't like that show that you're watching I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't care so I feel like I've been able to kind of carry that out to the outside world that which is nice. been nice I'm wondering um as we as we wrap up <laughs> this amazing conversation I'm wondering if you have any advice either for yourself for the next coming semester or for other people um that you think will kind of help (laughs) if we can help kind of like mitigate the stress of being in higher education and experiencing everything that the pandemic has um, i think what Alyssa said earlier about how we're paying for our education it's not being given to us and i think for me the advice I would give myself for next semester is to advocate for myself more and like be bold and just ask for help if I need it because it can go a long way but also just do my best and then be okay with that because I feel like there's no point in being so hard on yourself for something you can't really change I agree I think um especially with when it comes to standing up for yourself I think a lot of people just kind of are I think I feel like what you said earlier, Manuela, about feeling bad because everybody has an excuse for the pandemic. Like, oh, this is what's going on in my life. Da, da, da. It, it's hitting everybody. So even in, even if it might be hitting other people in a different way, the way you feel is still valid. Like the what you're going through is still like accurate. It's your life. So I feel like a lot of people are really hard on themselves when it comes to how they're feeling and trying to compare it to how other people are feeling, which I feel it, it it's good to be aware of other people's lives and their problems, but you are also your own person and you deserve to like get good things for yourself and want better for yourself. So um, that empathy will is a good thing but you also have to have like care for yourself in that way and want to see yourself do better so I feel like a lot of people just kind of like are like oh other people are going through this much worse and I'm like that's true but you are still a human being who deserves happiness so you should want better for yourself I love that yeah that was amazing thank you thank you both (laughs) for um, being available to do this podcast with me or this episode. Thank you for your patience. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy that um, you're able to talk about what's going on for you Thank during you this for time us. and share it with everybody. It was brought to you by the Otsuka Foundation. In addition, this podcast would not have been possible without the support from the community surrounding care. We want you to listen in for our next episode and stay connected through our Facebook page, MGH Care, and our Twitter page, MGH Care Research.